It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. On your Friday episode of Locked On Raptors, it's the return of everybody's favorite Locked On Raptors parlor game. What's more likely as we dig into three either-or scenarios, looking at the Raptors' chances of overachieving versus underachieving, and some individual player accolades. It's all coming up on today's show with Krina Mustafa. Thanks for hanging. Oh, because when I shot, I expected to make it. So I don't shoot trying to miss. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. going on and welcome to another episode of Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Friday, October the 20th, and I'm your host, Sean Woodley. I've been covering the Toronto Raptors now, going on 10 seasons on various platforms. You can find all my work over on the website, formerly known as Twitter, at Woodley Sean. You can find the show on Instagram at Locked On Raptors. And of course, the Locked On Raptors Discord server is the place you're going to want to be all season long. It's where I'll be talking about games in real time, you know, leaving behind the former website and just hanging out with the crew in the Discord. We got like 200 plus sickos in there watching games, reacting, talking about all sorts of fun stuff. Uh, a little impassioned Rafael Arujo talk on a Friday morning, if that's going to, you know, whet your appetite to jump on in. We're, I told you, it's a sicko dome in there, but come join the sickos in the sicko dome. We'd love to see you. Uh, also, you can find the show for free wherever you get your podcasts, subscribe, rate, review, tell a friend, etc., etc. It's always a Appreciate it when you support the show, however you do it. And uh, thanks in advance. Hit the notification button so you never miss an episode. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more right now. New customers can get $5 in, and get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. All right, let's dive on in 
to a little round of what's more likely one of my favorite games we play on this show. I pick two very unlikely scenarios, and we decide which of the two very unlikely scenarios is the most likely to play out. And here to play the game today is Karina Mustafa, who I guess we can just call you like global sports media superstar at this point. <laughs> uh, just everywhere, everywhere on the internet is Karina Mustafa talking basketball, talking tennis, organizing enormous, awesome charity media versus athlete basketball games which we will promote the hell out of near the end of the show. Karina, how are you? I'm very good. Very busy. Um, so, yeah, it's been a while since we've done this. My mm -hmm. brain has been pretty much on WNBA mode for the last, mm -hmm. like, four months. So, like, with the with the end of the championship earlier this week, I'm finally able to kind of just revert back to that NBA and Raptors mind, which mm -hmm. has been weird. Like, it's been an adjustment. But, um, no, I was, like, looking over my notes last night. I was like, wait a second. I'm, like, kind of excited to watch this team. They're going to suck <laughs> me back in, aren't they? <laughs> I'm going through that process right now. Uh, we're recording this on Friday. Last night, we recorded our uh, two-part over-unders and props uh, preview special, our annual tradition with Vivek and Sahal. And over the course of that, I talked myself into being like a giant optimist on the team somehow. <laughs> um, and yeah, I think, you know, the power of a couple preseason games and watching the actual players play basketball, there's something to it. And uh, I'd rather be excited about the team going in than sad. I don't know. It's uh, It was a weird offseason. There are problems with the team but there's some stuff to like as well. Uh, by the way, speaking of stuff to like, that WNBA Game 4 was amazing, uh, super awesome. Very cool that MLSE was like, no thanks to that, uh, but we don't need to get into that. We've already done a podcast about that if you want to go listen with myself and Chelsea a couple weeks ago. Karina, let's play What's More Likely, shall we? We have three What's More Likely scenarios posed today. We will begin with uh, one kind of tied to the overall success of the team, Right now, the Toronto Raptors, their Vegas over-under is set at 36.5 wins. So my question here is, what's more likely? The Toronto Raptors overachieve and beat their Vegas win total by 10-plus wins, therefore getting them to 47 or more, or they underachieve and fall short by 10 or more wins, leaving them with 27 or fewer wins. 47-plus or 27 or fewer, what you got, Karina? What's more likely? You know, as much as we want to be optimists about this team, <laughs> optimistic, uh, I think you got to go with the lesser here. I think they're going to be sure. more likely to fall short. I think winning 47 games seems like a very ambitious number. And like, while I don't think they'll necessarily drop to 27, mm -hmm. the question is either 47 or 27 <laughs> or less. So I think we got to go with that one. I mean, if you look at this roster, you lost Fred in the offseason or nothing um and as much as you know you acquired dennis schroeder you still are lacking that kind of like superstar true point guard and i think that's the mm -hmm. biggest hole right now for them because you do have a lot of skilled playmakers and creators on this team but like we've seen that the offense has been kind of a problem for the raptors in the past like somebody needs to be able to lead that you can't just have everybody trying to figure out their own things and then just passing it like it's just you need someone to lead the floor you need a floor general and i think with that hole it's gonna take some time like i think the raptors need to develop i think it's great that they have a new coach i think that's gonna be one of the biggest factors and new coaching staff as well too mm -hmm. um because now you are able to develop that and that's going to be a lot of growing pains you know even though you still have pascal siakam on this team who is your superstar like there is going to be a lot of growing pains and with that you might lose some hard games so i think that's where i'm kind of looking at it where i'm like i think they'd be closer to 27 and under than 
going mm-hmm. 47. So I'm going to say the same as you. I think it's more likely that they kind of bottom out and have a disaster season than they overachieve and hit north of 47. That said, I feel pretty good about hitting the over in general. Like I, I think I'm going to have them in the low 40s and wins. And I think it's because I, I kind of view this team as like a high floor, kind of low ceiling team. I think the defense is going to give them a really high floor. I've been pretty bullish on the defense. Maybe I'm too bullish on the defense. You know, I think they're going to finish like top five, just like on raw talent and not playing gimmicky garbage defense anymore. Um, also, like not forcing seven players to play said very strenuous garbagey defense all season long. I think that's going to have a lot of positive effects. And, and I think just the, you know, the raw talent is pretty incredible like the starting five with Dennis Schroeder in there the offense might stink but they are going to force a ton of misses they're going to run down teams throats and I think they're going to be a really really good defensive team I have my serious concerns about the offense and so this is I guess sort of like a hedge of I I think they're going to be better than their over-unders is portraying them as I think sort of the negative sentiment on the Raptors has probably gone a little bit too far like Zach Lowe had them like 28th in his watchability rankings 29th like that feels very low for a team that's going to have like two six nine dudes running the break 20 percent of the time throwing cool passes i don't like that Um, yeah look zach Lowe knows what he's talking about but i feel like there's a a little bit of a kind of a miscalculation of some of the fun stuff this team is going to be capable of um but that said there is serious downside potential when you go into a season with three enormous pending ufas and if things are disastrous out of the gate if things take a while to gel you probably start looking at more future-minded trades with those pending UFAs, and that probably leads to a back end of the season that's not very pretty. And if you're in that 27 wins range, you're almost in the range where you could try to fight for that top six pick that's protected to the Spurs if you really wanted to try to go keep that. I don't think that's going to happen. Like I said, I think this is going to be a low 40s win team, but uh, there is more downside potential and sort of lost season potential than there is oh, wow, this team is like flirting with 50 wins and like might be like a kind of fringe contender potential. I think maybe that if it's going to come is more of a next year thing if things work really well this season. So I think we're kind of on the same page there. Uh, what do you have? It's just like you're, you're, you know, not the either or, you know, extremes we're talking about here. But what do you have as sort of your wins prediction? Would you take the over or under on that 36 and a half? Were you a betting person? I think a little bit under. I think maybe like in the range of like 32 to 34 games, um, Mm -hmm. just because I'm not sure what to expect from this team yet. I think I'm very interested to see like also does Malachi Flynn get more minutes this year? You know, I think I feel like any kind of minutes. They're they're going to try to shoehorn it in, I think. (laughs) Yeah. And like, I just think like playing around because you do have like, like I, I know I said, like you don't have that superstar point guard, but you still have like a lot of really good um playmakers and so i'm very interested i think if someone kind of takes the lead with running the offense like if their Mm. defense is good enough to stand on um like i think they're passing 30 wins no matter what but i think the biggest question for me is going to be on the offensive end um of the floor because like as much as defense is going to help you you know get stops and things like that like your offense still needs to help you close out games down the stretch so that's kind of what i'm looking at yeah, I mean, their, their clutch time numbers, I think, will be a pretty big determinant factor as well, right? Like, if they 
totally wet the bed in the clutch like they did last year. You know, that takes what could have been like a 45, 46 win team down to 41 wins. Um, yeah, that 32 to 34 win range really scares me, Karina, because that's like <laughs> prime. You're picking seventh or eighth and not getting your pick and like giving up a pretty decent. And that would happen. First. That would happen yeah. to this team. <laughs> it's a sunk cost at this point. I'm not even thinking about the pick. I never think about picks anyway, because picks are garbage. But, uh, you know, I, this is I why I'm not a GM. Like, <laughs> like just as like a final thing on this, too. Like, I just mm-hmm. want to mention like Precious Achua. Like, I think yeah. I really want him to be healthy. And I think the Raptors need him to be healthy. I, I think mm-hmm. that's like kind of going under the radar a little bit just how important he was to this team last year um Mm -hmm. and so if he like i know he's been out with like that groin injury to start the preseason so not sure what's going on there but if he is not at like near 100 health this season i'm gonna be concerned uh just a little bit it's a big year for precious like he's got money on the line he's unless they extend him before the season which i don't think we'll see but uh money there's role there's like a lot of competition for his minutes too right like there's going to be boucher and Jalen mcdaniels and if christian coloco can get back healthy he'll be in that front court um yeah. you know grady dick is going to slide in somewhere between two and four I, I i think there's uh there's i did not mean to make that sound so bad oh god <laughs> that was like so unintentional i'm so mad we're gonna take a break and i'm gonna compose myself i'm so sorry uh, we're gonna come back <laughs> In just a second. <laughs> oh, God. Oh God. This, this is going to be all year, isn't it? We're going to come back to the other side, get into uh, a Grady Dick themed, uh, or either or. What's more likely? I totally forgot the name of the podcast and the, the, the exercise we're doing. We'll do that in just a second. Karina, I'll give you a break from looking at me. Uh, <laughs> before we continue on, though, should tell you better friends over at FanDuel, the number one place to go. And bet on sports. It's uh, it's the number one sports book in all the land for the reason. And right now is the perfect time to snap into the action with this NFL season on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. And it's not just the NFL. I'm not an NFL fan, but, you know, maybe you're a basketball fan or a I mean, I'm assuming you're a basketball fan. You're listening to this podcast, but uh, maybe you're uh, watching the World Series coming up or the NHL season's going. There are plenty of ways to bet the nightly lines. Of course, you can do futures bets as well. I got my eye on Darko Ryakovich plus 4,000 for uh, coach of the year. It's probably not going to happen, but those are like pretty crazy odds. And teams that are going into the season with low expectations with a new coach and fresh sort of vibes tend to be the types of teams that produce coach of the year candidates. So it's just food for thought if you are the type of person who puts some money on coach of the year futures. Well, go visit FanDuel.com right now. FanDuel.com slash Locked On, that is, and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL, and of course, the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast. And being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. 
Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. All right, we continue on here. Karina Mustafa is here, and we are going to dive into what's more likely scenario number two. Just a heads up, Monday, you're going to get two episodes. Uh, it is the two-part over-unders and props spectacular with Vivek Jacob and Sahal Abdi, the annual tradition. The seventh time we've done this. We are old, uh, and it's a lot of fun. We recorded it last night. It's, uh, it's a juicy one. There's two big episodes you have that to look forward to. And you will be able to compete this year once again to uh, go up against us with your picks. And whoever among all the listeners' submissions gets the most correct answers on the over-unders and props is going to win a pair of tickets to a game next season. You're all competing for the crown currently held by listener Jeffrey Richardson, who came away with the title last season. Uh, Karina, let's dive into... Either or. Why am I calling it either or? It's what's more likely. I'm the one who named <laughs> this damn thing. It's a problem. Uh, what's more likely, number two? And uh, I, I, I'm going in a different order than the ones I gave you in our uh, in our notes before. Uh, number two, what's more likely? Grady Dick makes an all-rookie team or Scotty Barnes makes the all-star team? Uh, I guess in the Eastern Conference, or I guess they're not doing it. It's going to be amorphous blob all-stars again. I, I don't know. They're tinkering away as you do with the all-star game um but what's more likely grady dick all rookie or scotty barnes makes his first all-star team i looked at this question and my gut reaction was can i say none of the above (laughs) (laughs) that's Um, not the game yeah i know i know i know so i think i'm gonna probably have to go with grady dick making an all-rookie team i just Mm -hmm. think and that's more so just it's really hard to see a Raptor making the all-stars team like outside of like Pascal Siakam like Mm -hmm. we barely got Fred in like previously and it's just it seems really hard like we know like Scotty Barnes had that sophomore slump I think the theme of this year for the Raptors is going to be roles like who is going to really thrive in their roles like if Grady Dick is able to get minutes and Darko plays him and he's able to make like a really good contribution to this Raptors team I can see him making an all-rookie team um but unless Scotty takes like a really big leap and is mm-hmm. just performing so well and becomes like the factor for the Raptors, I just find it very hard to see that he makes the All Star team. And that's like no shade to Scotty, but no. um, I think like when I'm looking at this, it doesn't feel as realistic um, as maybe Raptors fans would hope. Like I would love to see that superstar leap, but I think I'm mm-hmm. just a little bit maybe on the fence about it right now. Yeah, the Scotty thing is interesting because he's the type of guy that if there is a big leap, we've seen in the past that just like the voting power of the fans can kind of give a Raptors guy an edge. We saw Vince Carter lead for years. You know, Kyle Lowry got voted a starter one year, I believe. You know, DeMar got a couple starts. Siakam got a start uh, back in 2019-20. Like, the, the voting contingent in Canada is strong, and it's not all of the voting, obviously, but that helps very much just in the math of it all. Um, and so like there is that sort of avenue that if Scotty really pops, like the sort of wave of support comes behind him. But I do think, you know, it's probably a year early. Like even if there is a big leap here, it, it is like you mentioned, he's kind of bouncing back from last season reputationally as well. I think his sort of star around the league kind of dimmed a little bit as well. And so, uh, you know, he's not going to be a coach's pick, especially on a team where Pascal Siakam is the best player on the team. Um, and, and like if you're not the best player on your team, 
the most likely guy in your team to make an all-star game. I don't think it's terribly likely. That said, like I'm pretty high on Scotty kind of figuring some things out this year. I'm really encouraged early on that Darko Ryakovich seemingly is not just having him be a traditional point guard, as it were, and they're trying him in a bunch of different roles. He's going to get work as a, as a small ball five. He's going to get work in all these different areas of the floor where I think he can make an impact. I think his numbers are going to be good. Like, you know, I don't want to spoil what we did for the over-unders, but like, can he be like the second leading scorer on the team? Can he, um, you know, get up above six assists tonight? Like that type of stuff. Like, I think that's on the table for sure, but I don't know if that will necessarily be seen as all-star production. Grady Dick, I'm going to go this way as well. I think, um, you know, guys drafted in the lottery play. And I think at some point this team and its lack of spacing is just going to be screaming out for, oh my God, can anybody take some threes and (laughs) just like come in and offer a little bit of space? And I think Grady has a chance of doing that. Maybe it's not in the first month of the season. Maybe there's a bit of a ramp up, but I just feel like the half court offense is going to be so challenging. And the very obvious fit between Grady Dick and Scotty Barnes is going to kind of reveal itself. Um, I, I think he's going to get himself some minutes, and I think there's a very good chance that he's, you know, in at least the conversation for an all-rookie team. He's a lottery pick. Like, you're kind of in that conversation to begin the year. You know, will other guys, you know, I think, like, of like for example, the Thompson twins, like, how are they going to, um, you know, on teams with all sorts of other young players, are they going to be in the conversation for all rookie? Are they going to be a bit more slow plays? Um, there's all sorts of guys drafted ahead of Grady Dick who I think are going to have maybe less obvious avenues to helping their teams win. And uh, so that's why I'd kind of, you know, again, I don't think either's super likely, but I, I think at some point the shooting is going to get him on the floor. And the fact that he, while not a great individual defender, clearly knows what's going on, clearly reads the game well, clearly has instincts to offensive rebound and, you know, make the right rotations and fill in empty spaces on offense. Like, I think there's a lot there for Grady Dick to kind of, uh, you know, just kind of come into games and help the team look like more of a sensible basketball team when he's on the floor because spacing is important and it matters. Um, what are your hopes for Grady Dick as far as like his usage early on, Karina? Like, what what, do you, what would you like to see? You know, Darko Ryakovich yesterday spoke about how it's going to be a slow process. He's still learning the speed of the game. Said, you know, the last couple of games has been a little bit better. Um, and, you know, obviously the threes haven't quite started to fall just yet. But what's your sort of ideal vision for, you know, the first month or so of Grady Dick's NBA career? Yeah, I think my ideal vision is that he just gets somewhat comfortable within the rotation of this team Mm -hmm. and just maybe he starts getting comfortable with creating for himself. And, you know, maybe if the threes aren't falling, maybe you take a couple of steps in and you start trying to knock down like jumpers from inside the arc. And maybe that helps you gain some confidence and then you start moving like further and further backwards. Um, I think, yeah, I think you need somebody who is going to be consistent in terms of like, if I get the ball to you, I know that you can do something with it and Mm -hmm. score us a couple of points. I'm not asking him to score like 20 points a game or anything like that. But I think like if you reach kind of that like 10 extra points a game, you know, I think it's an I think it'll be a good way to, you know, contribute to to the team and just become somebody dependable. And I think also just on this like overall question too with like Grady Dick and Scotty Barnes, like when you have media members saying the Raptors are like 28th in watchability, I think that's also <laughs> going to be a problem because, you know, you're going to really have to watch this team to understand what each of them um, sure. are developing into and what they actually yeah. mean um instead of just like box uh, score watching sure so. 
Yeah, um, it's going to be fascinating. I, I'm excited to see the intertwinement of Scotty Barnes and Grady Dick's careers. I, I think, uh, you know, it's a really, really nice on-court basketball fit to have someone like Grady Dick, a movement shooter, kind of flying around off of what Scotty Barnes does so well. And I like I those stretches of that Bulls game where Scotty was working in the middle of the floor and he had shooting all around him. Pretty exciting stuff, and I think we're going to see a lot of those lineups with Grady and Gary Trent Jr. together, for example, um, to just sort of give Scotty that space to operate. And I think it, you know, that these things could go in one hand in hand, right? Like Grady Dixon there playing 20 minutes a night. Maybe Scotty Barnes's leap is that much more pronounced, and uh, they both make this very unlikely scenario uh, come true. We'll come back on the other side, Karina, around this out with a final either or i did it again a final what's more likely (laughs) good god it is too early to be recording a podcast apparently it's not even that early but i'm gonna say it is Uh, can you believe we're recording at 6 a.m unreal Um, (laughs) we're gonna come back get into one last what's more likely tied to a couple of players who are probably not going to lead the raptors in uh big stats but they might if things all break right maybe we'll see we'll come back and dig into that but first gotta tell you about jace medical we're bringing you today's show it's always a good idea to be prepared particularly if you're traveling there's nothing worse than traveling coming down with something that you don't know what it is and not really having the proper tools to give yourself treatment you're not near your doctor you can't contact them but jace medical is there to offer you the the jace case which is five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use they are sent to you in a little package you can put it in your bag and you put it in your luggage and go ahead and you maybe never use it but if it comes down to the fact that you get something, you, you fall ill while you're on vacation, you have the tools to go and treat yourself. It comes with doctor-recommended guides for use, and also you can consult with, with their doctors at any time to go and get the right care you might need. All it takes is to fill out a simple online form, and in some cases, jump on a quick call with one of the board-certified physicians who work for Jace. You can get ongoing care from our physicians on any treatment-related questions. It's doctor-created and doctor-recommended. Don't be caught unprepared. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. Right now, go to jacemedical.com and enter the code LOCKEDON at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, at jacemedical, J-A-S-E, medical.com. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast, and being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. All right, rounding out the show with Karina Mustafa, and uh, we got one last what's more likely to dig into here. This one is like, I don't know where this one came from, totally (laughs) just like out of left field, but Karina, what's more likely? OG Ananobi leads the Toronto Raptors in scoring this season, or Jakob Pertl leads the team in assists. You know, there's talk of OG, maybe there's going to be a bigger role. Maybe this is the year he takes the leap as a self-creation guy. 
with Yak. It's, oh, he's going to create from the elbows and do all sorts of stuff. I'm under no illusions that either of these things are going to happen, but that's the game. Krina, <laughs> what's more likely? OG leads the team in scoring or Yak leads the team in dimes? I, I think I laughed for like two minutes <laughs> when I saw this one because I was like, this is hilarious and i and i like i knew the conversation about yak but like i was like there's no way this guy averaged that many assists last year and i went back to check and it was like three like barely yeah. three <laughs> it's an insane question all right i know <laughs> so i was like okay come on like no that's definitely not that one um so we're gonna go with the og one um you and i have talked about og quite a bit on this podcast it feels like mm -hmm. we've always been like super high on him i think on a team that has Pascal Siakam, I find it hard to see OG being the leading scorer. However, that being said, like OG has always had the potential for that. I think um, one thing I'm going to hope for is that he's healthy because I think that's been his biggest barrier um, so far. But like if he can just realize like how strong he is and that mm. like just improve that footwork, being able to kind of. He can shoot the three, as we know, but like also just figuring out how to muscle your way through the paint and just kind of get those consistent buckets like he could like, especially if you have a team where you have more people that you can kind of pass the ball to who could score and then the ball just kind of finds its way in his hands and you kind of move around any defensive pressure that other teams are kind of coming at you with. I could see it. I could see a couple of like maybe also just burst games like where og just like goes off for like sure. 30 to 35 points i mean maybe mm. i'm hoping that's maybe a high <laughs> number but um He's like i'd like 30 yeah like the knicks heads yeah yeah like i'd like to think that that could happen again like and maybe like more than once so um yeah I, there is there is like a very small possibility that could happen i think what mm. i'm more looking for is like can he be that really consistent guy that can get you like 18 to 20 points a game mm -hmm. i think Krina, this question is going to change the shape of what's more likely forever because i only want to do extremely not going to happen scenarios from now on <laughs> i think it's fun uh <laughs> i feel so you can't bad. be wrong you cannot be wrong here because uh like neither thing is going to happen that said I'm going the other way on this one. Uh, I know it is like crazy to say a guy whose career high in assists is 2.8 is going to lead the team in assists. Uh, again, I don't think this is going to happen, but if I'm going, what's more likely if I'm going to the root of the game, I think Yak leading the team in assists is more likely than OG leading the team in scoring. I think OG, I, I just, I don't think it's going to come for him as a self-creation engine. I just, I, I've never really seen that for him. And I think that's perfectly fine. Like he can be a 17, 18 point a game guy on hilarious efficiency because he's just throwing down dunks and pouring in catch and shoot threes. And that can be an awesome, awesome player that every team in the NBA is thrilled to have on the roster when you also factor in the fact that he's like one of the best defenders alive. Um, with this team, I actually have OG finishing like fourth in scoring on this team. I, I think Pascal and Scotty. I really feel good about the Pascal Scotty duo kind of taking the reins of this team and, you know, kind of it all kind of flowing around those two. And I think as a result, like Gary Trent Jr. and OG Ananobi are going to benefit a lot. They're going to get a ton of open looks working off those guys. 
I think I kind of believe in Gary Trent Jr. pouring in buckets a little bit more than I do OG because he kind of has to to stay on the floor, I, I would argue. And I also am bullish on him maybe kind of moving into the starting five at some point this year once it's realized that the Dennis Schroeder starting five can't score at all in the half court. Um, you know, rooting for myself to be wrong. I would love for that to happen, but I'm, I have some trepidation about that lineup in particular. And so I got OG fourth in points on this team. And looking where Jakob Pertl is, could he finish third on the team in assists? Like, I think that's not totally crazy. If he's going to be a hub of offense working from the elbows, like, I don't think he's going to be DeMontis Sabonis or Nikola Jokic or anything like that. But I think there's just going to be a lot of natural ways for him to get really quick assists, you know, throw into catch and shoots with Gary or Grady Dick or, you know, hitting guys on the roll or, you know, in the short roll, you know, doing little dump off passes to the big, you know, whoever's in the dunker spot. I could see a lot of those opportunities for just kind of cheeky assists for Jakob Pertl. A lot of them will come throwing lobs to OG Ananobi on that play they they, they love to run so much last year. And so while I think neither of these things are happening in actuality, the the way the team is going to play, I think, will be set up more for Jakob Pertl to surprise with his assist total versus OG kind of bursting out of the gates and becoming the leading scorer on this team. So um, that's where I'm at. Do you have a retort? You seem like you have a retort. <laughs> I do. As you say, whoever Jakob's passing to, they better be making those shots. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> those assists are not coming in, no matter how much he would be passing um, out of where he is. That's that's my only retort. <laughs> not, uh, to, well, that- not to rain on your parade. Hey, it's all right. Again, neither of us can be wrong here because neither That's of these true. things are going to happen. It's a perfect setup. Uh, you cannot screenshot this because we know we're wrong and it's fine. Um <laughs> That's going to do it for What's More Likely. Karina, this was awesome. Let's take a moment now to promote the hell out of the thing that you're doing right now, which is, of course, the Sport versus Media charity basketball game. Can you please tell us all about this? Yeah. So for those who don't know, um, I'm in my final year of my undergrad at Toronto Metropolitan University. I've been studying sport media for the last uh, three to four years. And we have to do a practicum project to kind of showcase what we've learned over the course of our, our time in the program. And I am involved in a charity basketball game. It's called Sport versus Media, kind of playing on the sport media aspect. And basically what's going to be happening is Canadian media members are going to be playing a basketball game against like the very people, the very same people that they cover all the time. Athletes. Um, we, you can follow us on social media at sport versus media. The game will be happening on November 25th at 8 PM, like this 8 PM tip off. Um, I'm very excited for it. I think we've got a very exciting lineup of players so far. You can head over to our social media at Sport Versus Media um, to kind of see who's on the rosters. We also have a website, sportversusmedia.com. So very simple, the same name all around. If you wanna, if you wanna check out for more info, we are also independently funding this um, as a group of very broke students. So we do have an <laughs> Indiegogo for our fundraiser, and our charitable partner is the MLSC Foundation. So any extra costs after we've covered ours is going to be going to the charity i could also say that at the game we'll be having some exciting raffle prizes going around um so stay tuned for that um so that's something that you can participate in and maybe maybe win some cool things sounds awesome uh the links to all of what you just laid out the website the indiegogo will be in the description of this podcast for anyone who wants to chip in uh and whoever wants to go to the game do it it's gonna be awesome Uh, tickets are live so bring your family bring your friends tell everybody you know um they're pretty cheap you can use the early bird discount right now just type in early and you'll get a discount on the tickets 
Amazing. Uh, Karina, super excited about that. Super excited to, uh, it's insane that you're a global superstar in your final year of undergrad. It really makes <laughs> me feel uh, like garbage, uh, but it's great. You're awesome. And uh, all of your success is extremely earned. Very excited to see what comes next for you. I'm sure it will be fantastic. Uh, anything else you want to promote for the good people out there before we wrap up here? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm not going to call it X at Krita MM. That's the uh, right move, by the way. Notice we still on the screen. If you're watching, we still have the bird icon because that's never going away. We love the yeah. bird icon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and on Instagram at Krita Mustafa. I also want to say, Sean, happy 10 years of covering the Raptors. Um, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that's, no, that's like a, a pretty great milestone to have. So, yeah, congrats on that. Well, thank you very much. I feel extremely creaky and old, but that's uh, <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. Um, I hope in 10 years you've done more with your life than I. Uh <laughs> Not me trying to congratulate you. <laughs> I don't take still... compliments well, okay? People should okay. know this. I don't do it well. It, 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 it breaks my brain. Um, anyway, <laughs> we'll leave it there. Thank you so much, Karina. This was awesome. Always love having you on the show. One of our faves. Uh, you can find me at Woodley Sean on Twitter. You can follow the show at Locked On Raptors on Instagram. And of course, the Discord server, the link is in the description. I don't know, whenever I tell people about the Discord server, I do like this weird handshake, like this like uh, shrug <laughs> thing, like the Discord server, come hang out. I don't know why I do that, but come hang out. Link is in the description of the podcast. I uh, would love to see you join us in there. It will be the place where all of my in-game thoughts are going this season, not Twitter anymore. Um, so come hang out. We'd love to see you in there with all the little sickos in the sicko dome. We'll leave it there. We'll talk to you again on Monday with our two-part over-unders and props spectacular preview with Vivek and Sahal. Till then, have a great weekend. Thanks for hanging. Bye-bye. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.